1: I think because Dave was the drummer, and the drummer is like, as you say, ah, oh, who cares about the drummer, you know? And that's the hot seat. And if the gig goes bad, it's the drummer's fault.
2: The Band's the, only as good as his drummer. Yeah, the band's
1: only as good as drummer,
2: and only as bad as their drummer as well. So like, so, Dave, he's not a never a dick about it. Really, honestly, I can honestly say that he's never a dick about it. But um, it's
1: intimidating. There's no question. When I joined the band, I was super intimidated because you know. I met Axl Rose the first time, and he said, what's it like being the drummer for the greatest drummer of the 90s? I'm like, oh, hard.
0: (laughs) You're listening to Cobras on Fire, a Pantheon podcast, hosted by the next two lead singers of Skid Row, Elsie Fox and Vaco.
1: Fire. I'm your host LC and I'm joined with a man who won't shut up when he jams, Baco. How are you, sir? I'm well, LC. How are you? I'm excellent. I got through that intro. So yeah.
0: that's a win. <laughs> you know, it's, we average about three restarts. So you're right on par for the course there. Yeah. So yeah, um, that, that one had more words than usual. Yeah, a little yeah, it was a little wordy. So yeah, a little extra I think that counts as a one and a half then. That that's uh, probably mm-hmm. an a a minus. So Yeah. I so got,
1: everything's gonna go great from here. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I, I gotta tell you though, I
0: am a little tired. Uh I'm about halfway through the Ted Nugent uh edit and it which which will be out by the time people hear this. Uh but boy the that's really an episode that weighs on you as you get through it. So uh hopefully be finishing that the later album, today. Maybe? Yeah, well the album, the edit, the just that's a lot of Ted Ugh. to take in.
1: Uh- <laughs> it really is. We, we talked I mean I mean I I I don't understand how we talked that much about Ted, but we did.
0: Well, uh, there. Fortunately, there uh, there are a lot of tangents uh, where things. I think it was like almost like a palate cleanser for us at, at certain times. So uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, I guess uh, let's uh, get into one of the big things that are happening right now. We just uh, uh, decided to hit you with it right away. We just heard two days before recording this that Taylor Hawkins, drummer from the Foo Fighters, uh, was found uh, unresponsive in his hotel room in Columbia. They were down there to play a music festival. And um, as of this morning, there's already a couple outlets reporting that there are 10 different chemical substances found in his body. Now, I I will say this. That is one of the fastest toxicology reports uh, that that I've ever heard uh, coming out of Columbia. So either, look, all I'm going to get at is that, like, I'm going to still file it under. We don't really know what happened. It's going to be shocking if it finds out that it's drugs. He has a history, and we know we just know enough about about addiction that you know these things happen and and, and they're, they're tragic and you know i just it, it that's a pretty big one man 50 years old you know he was uh well like you mentioned i i just saw the movie you know he's clowning around looking like he always looks in that, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's sad. It's too bad. It's I can't imagine what the band's going through, his family, his his children, because, you know, anytime you know, we, we've talked about, you know, some of our favorite artists passing before on the show, it does. It connects with you, too. You, you almost, you know, even though I've never met the guy, I don't really know about him
1: personally, but but his contributions to music uh, have meant quite a bit to me. You know, when I first heard of it, too, on my end, um, I, I kind of wanted you to leave this part because I've just never – while I own about half of the Foo Fighters albums, it's just a band that I've never really, you know, got. You know how some of our bands I get to know everybody mm-hmm. in in the band. It's just not not a band that I really dug into. Um, I mean, I can say Pat Smear for the other person in it, but I don't know who the fourth person is, for example. Um, but no, of course, one of the biggest bands on the planet, and he passed away. But the first thing that that uh, kind of grabs grabs me, uh, and I want you to go into more stuff was was just, you know, the, the entire public persona of him is kind of this, this happy-go-lucky guy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Maybe he's a partier, things like that, but but I've always seen this, just like smiling ear to ear, you know, laughing. Um, that's kind of what I know from, from the videos and interviews. But that's the immediate thing that I have, is that plus whatever we're hearing. And I'll, I'll go with that, too, as far as the toxicology. Maybe Columbia is all about, yeah, I, don't I, I don't even believe that report. Yeah right you know now I mean? like, yeah like, like, like let's just wait we'll, we'll eventually find let's just, out let's it doesn't just really wait. matter I think yeah. that's I, I think like like I just saw that and I was like really because these things usually take a while um mm-hmm. but um I didn't know if you had so I, there was a quote that I wanted to share like from from you know everybody's met you know that obviously social media is blown up with all the different tributes do you mind if I share one now or do you have one No or go for it what do you got one that was kind of I'm not actually going to tell you who, who this is first, but I just thought it was well-written. Um, it's pretty quick. Uh, but it just says, Taylor is so beloved. Anytime you think of Taylor, you smile, then a chuckle. Always a good feeling. He's a guy who could could sw- swagger right through a tornado. His hair blowing is, <laughs> as if by a fan machine. Like he would in his surf shorts during a Foo Fighters show, would he saunter up to the mic on his own and sing with a voice sweet yet aged like honey and gravel. He was our Joe Walsh. And um, and that's just a little snippet from um, he, from uh, Juliet Lewis actually. So, hmm. but uh, but I just thought it was, wow, it was that's, kind of a, de- that's kind of what I described earlier. You uh, know what I mean? Could, what,
0: so, what did you say? Something about going through a tornado that was well written. <laughs> that's
1: I thought so. Yeah, like he's just going by a tornado, like it's all good, man. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> he would just kind of swaddle his way through. Um, yeah, yeah. He's got his beach shorts on. He's got you know he just looks like kind of like a like a cool beach bum with with uh and and immediately I'm um when I hear him I think of uh the drums in Hero but I know that's actually Dave Grohl in the studio recording but uh, you know mm. live versions of it something but uh that's right so he came in
0: after the second record was recorded
1: yep. and then did yeah correct
0: so uh by the way a phenomenal drummer of his own right too um you know he, he was in Alanis Morissette's band prior to that um, yep. Not exactly elite level drumming, but still the guy brought what he needed to to that, but uh well, you know, whatever. It, he was a great drummer. I mean, honestly, he'd probably one of the top 10 rock drummers in current, you know what I mean, if you wanted to do something like that. Um, you know, uh <laughs> a couple things uh it turns out it's going to be a little different it sounds like anyway, but the the, the it Personally, harken back to the the loss of my friend for about a year ago because he was found in very similar, st- fifty years old, found in bed unresponsive. Uh, mm-hmm. All of this rampant speculation amongst you know his friends and family over what could have caused it, and that turned out to be basically heart failure while he slept. He had a heart attack in his sleep. Um, doesn't sound like that's going to be the case here, but who knows? Um, I'm not really. That's just not my bag, and I know it's not yours either. I we'll eventually get the details on it, and they're going to be what they're going to be. It doesn't really change anything. Um, but, uh, I did dig into some of Taylor's, uh, instead of going on a Foo Fighters binge yesterday, I decided to, well, out running errands with the wife, you know, cause that's how I, how I grieve loose. I, I hit the target and the grocery store right. with a pile of CDs, um, and, and then take, take pictures of banned books and you grieve. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Hey, you saw my post. Yeah. Good for Barnes and, and Noble. Once in a while. Yeah. Every once yeah. in a while.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Birds of Satan. Did you ever listen to that? I have not. I've not listened to that. I've not heard Chevy Metal, and he had some... I can't remember the... I think it's just a t- just called Taylor Hawkins, which is like some album... Taylor Hawkins
0: and the Coattail Riders was his other project that I was going to think of, okay. but... Okay. Um, but please continue. I, I haven't listened to that in a long time, but I, I don't think I even own a copy of that. Uh, it was... Uh, my buddy Knuckles had that... That we would listen to in his car. But uh, yeah, did he release any... I um, love the
1: nicknames of all your... Sorry, I just (laughs) love all the nicknames of your friends.
0: Uh, Mirik Alexandrovich is his real name, so I don't know. I have no idea how Knuckles even became to be his name, but that's that's what everybody calls him. Uh, (laughs) uh, But uh, yeah, the Birds of Satan record I do like a lot. It's kind of proggy, um, almost like early Rush. Uh, but, and you know, he's a big rush guy, but he, uh, so that was how I, I mourned, um, bought some laundry detergent and listened to that. so nice, well, yeah, you know, he was, you know, the Foo Fighters creatively is pretty much Dave Grohl down, you know what I mean? It, it, you know, so, uh, I, I did. These guys probably have to look for other outlets for their own creativity if they have it. Um, did Chevy Metal actually release a physical product of any music?
1: I always thought that was just kind of a cover band. I'm not sure. I just know that there's a couple things that, that I remember knowing about, and I remember seeing that solo project that he had a couple years ago with a ridiculous album cover um, that, again, looked fun and happy, Yeah. Know, like
2: that.
0: so... <laughs> Well, from, from he's album. pretty honest uh, in the documentary, the back and forth, uh, the Foo Fighters ones. One yeah. of the one I would recommend. Now, it's it's definitely a pro Foo Fighters documentary. You're not going to get too much, but he cracked a vein on on his own drug issues and and the, how he felt about like at that same time as when Dave started basically playing with the Queens of the Stone Age and how that affected their dynamic and them as as friends oh. for a little bit. And, and okay. Look, I, I've seen a handful of interviews in the last I don't know ten years since that came out, and it's typically Dave and and uh, Taylor doing these interviews. If it's if it's right. sometimes just Dave's, but if there's more than one, it's always got Taylor's always involved. And anytime anything like that came up, it seemed like you know it seemed like he was dealing with with you know the recovery process that addicts go through, you know as as well as anybody could. So, uh, but again. I don't fucking know. I just, that, that's all I have right. to go off if It was the persona they put out there, but you know, it's weird that you, you know, I don't know. I guess maybe we all just expect to hear stories of like relapses before something like this happens. And I don't know, I guess not always
1: the case. I, I, Taylor's basically been there almost from the beginning, um, uh, from the studio in the studio past color and shape mm-hmm. versus some of them have been in, in and out. Some of them with the touring side, uh, with uh Foo Fighters, but he's been like it's basically been Dave and Taylor mm-hmm. uh, essentially, and then w- Wasting Light is is one of the albums. I know it's one of your favorites, if not your favorite. Where they yeah, it's hands down. Together. I think it's their best record. still. Okay. so and that, then they decided to come back with Butch Vig, and and, and really bounced uh, more creative, more creatively. Not just this is Dave's thing, uh, in like working as a band project. So when you see somebody that has this, whatever their persona is, that y- you don't know. You know what I mean? Right. And when you see, and what I hate is the reports of saying like, Hey, by the way, Rockstar, he had 10 substances flowing through his body, whatever the, the immediate thing is. You're like, Oh, okay. He's just all drugged out. But listen, man, there's anytime, you know, I guess in 2001, he had uh, an OD. Um, they, you know, they uh, recovered from and things like that. So there's, there's stuff going on. And if you, my whole point is that what we always talk about from the show too, is if, you know, sometimes we hope that you listen to the show as an escape, having fun. Maybe there was stuff going on in your life. Maybe there's mm-hmm. something that somebody that, that, you know, that's, that's, if you have a suspicion, reach out to them more, talk to them more. You know, it's, it's just, that's what, that's what kind of hits me sometimes. With yeah. This stuff is, and I, and I hate anything that has to do with like, what, what's wrong with, how could everything be so wrong? He's in the Foo Fighters. Everything's so great. Yeah. Man, people are fucked up. We're all beautiful messes. So just <laughs> People are that's, fucked up. That's, that's no, that, no fucking that, that, joke there no joke and there's so many different things and everybody's everybody's pain is their own thing or issues. And so just, uh, that's all this is my, that's my public service announcement. That part may be upset, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and and look, I I worry, um, that people close to him are are put too much guilt on themselves. Again, we're speculating a lot and I don't really know what's happening, but if it is a situation like that, you know, What you're saying is important, but there's a lot of times these things are, you know, you you can't take that burden on yourself either, you know, because like you said, we're all fucked up. You know, we got to make sure we're taking care of ourselves, too. But, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. An hour hour before the show is about to go on. I mean, that had to
0: be. a. I I watched the the video uh, of the the announcement. So
2: as most of you know, this evening, Uh the Foo Fighters had to cancel their headlining show.
1: Some of you may not know that it's because their drummer,
0: their drummer Taylor Hawkins, just passed
1: away. How many? How many days were they were they in there for just that that concert? Or were they in the country for a couple? I don't.
0: Shows? I, don't you, I don't. I don't. Honestly, don't know. Um, I saw something that uh, on the 22nd at a hotel wherever they were at, he posed for a picture with a little girl who was a big fan. And that was on something, okay. something my wife found on on social media, TikTok or something. I don't know, but yeah. uh, uh, and, but it wasn't in Colombia because I had to ask. Was that right before he died? <laughs> you know, because it's like he's like, hey, I'm Taylor. You know, he's just like, she's like, no, that was right. a few days ahead of it. So I look again. We let, let's wait to hear the details. I just want to say, uh, it, well, look, obviously it my thoughts are with the people that actually knew him and are close to him, the the, the family, the, the, you know, his wife, children, the, the band members, you know, um, uh, I do think him and uh, um, I think it's well established that him and Dave are pretty close. So uh, I, 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 it's gotta be, I don't know. I've lost a band member and I wasn't on that stage and I wasn't about to perform a concert and it fucking devastated me. So I can't, I, I can only speak from that experience, but it, it's got to be just heart wrenching to to be anybody connected to that. But uh, a lot of great music, uh, a, a fabulous drummer, amazing singer. By the way, I don't know if we touched on that. Uh, probably could you know front his own band if he wanted to. Well, he has. Wasting Light was a was an
1: album that I'd listened to, but kind of passed me by, and then you kind of you know kept singing its praises, so I went and bought the uh, the vinyl and started listening to it. Um, a lot more over the last like, year or so and the first song that really jumped to me was, was I Should Have Known when I, when, I, when I heard the news and then followed by the last two tracks I Should Have Known and ending with Walk because it's mm. almost like Tragedy and then Recovering yeah,
0: there's ball, a lot of really good messages on that, it. but I, I think just musically, the, 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 the songs are so catchy. I'm thinking maybe yeah. you liked it better when you bought the vinyl because you still haven't figured out it's on 45 speed, so you're hearing it. <laughs> it's,
1: fun, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I put it on. I I, I put it on this morning. And it started off going. I should have known, like that, because I forgot to. It was it was early. I forgot to hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a death metal album or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this. And mother- they just oh, that's that. They just released that on Friday. Yeah. The, by the, the metal, way, they're fucking metal
0: killer. Listen, I, I I can't wait for the. First. Haven't heard it yet. Is it full or is it like seven tracks? It's or what is eight it? songs. It, they call it an EP. That's awesome. uh, but God, the last okay. two songs are seventeen minutes combined. It is. It is. I think it's just Dave, though. Everybody's saying this is Dave Grohl doing this, so I don't know that the the band was involved or not yet. Really? Uh, But it is so fun. Um, It's it's
1: (laughs) supposedly. Do you remember hearing any of the songs? What's that? Do you remember hearing it? Do you remember hearing any of the songs in the movie? Well,
0: one of them, the the one that they released uh, ahead of the movie, is like the song they're working on in the movie. Um, okay, but uh, the rest of it was all new. <laughs> What's it called again? The name of the album? Oh God, uh, Dream Widow, or that's right. I knew it had Widow in there. God, uh, there's a song in there called Cold. Uh, the lyrics are just brilliant. <laughs>
1: And that's that's the whole thing about the Foo Fighters is like how how you can't the Foo Fighters is a band that really you can't yes we make a joke like oh it's the only band that ever shows up in rock shows and this is the one the, that the one that gets, gets invited gets, I guess is a better way to put it invited that, yeah. there you go sorry sorry they're always invited I, I know what you're like saying that. though but they're why because the Foo Fighters are pretty much impossible to not like you have to like some <laughs> Foo Fighters you know they're so like like between the the videos and everything like that and they're just Right,
0: definitely got that early Van Halen vibe to their personalities, and uh, there you go. Um, yeah, that's a yeah. G-
1: that's a good comparison, actually.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't like everything they do. I honestly think Wasting Light is the only solid front to back album they've done. Lot of yes. lot of, but again, that's almost the Van Halen thing too. A lot of really big, strong songs. I mean, they got had a thirty song hit kind of ratio. That's pretty. That's pretty big, but.
1: Yeah, no, their, their albums are uh, sometimes fifty fifty, but the but their overall catalog overall, yeah, put it, put that and that the DGs. That's that's amazing.
0: <laughs> that didn't do anything for me. That's oh, just me. God.
1: And by the way, by the way, white limo, don't like it.
0: Oh God! Nope. Fuck you! What the fuck? What and, the? And, what's fucking and, wrong and with you? You know me? why?
1: <laughs> because if you see a white limo, you think it's just a really long mail truck. You
0: understand? I'm, it, right? I'm talking about the song. Not
1: oh, I thought you were talking about just the colors of limos. Like yeah, I think limos yeah. should just always be black.
0: Uh, well, I didn't even mention the, the song title in my post, so
1: <laughs> yes, you did.
0: No, I said you if you don't too. like this song, fuck you. I didn't mention uh, it's okay. Foo Fighters it's okay. or white limo? Nah, that's a
1: bad uh, joke, man. Oh, that's right. Look, everything you uh, you have to like everything I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have opinions. <laughs> Well, you
0: know, some people vote. I'm not going to go
1: there. <laughs> just... uh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, well, go look, ahead.
0: look, we're all entitled to like what we like, unless it's just horrible, yeah. and then I have to. We're step all in. entitled
1: to like what we like, but if you don't like this, fuck you. There yeah. you go. <laughs>
0: days ago I, I watched an interview that jason green of uh the jason green i can't remember what he calls this podcast talking shit with jason green or something like that have you heard of it and don't, I right. don't know all right who's J, who's jason green i only know Sorry. him through his show so i don't I, what his background he's he's clearly got some connections um because like he's had like uh, oh he did an interview a while back with one of the britney fox members where he talked about how he's gonna successfully reunite britney fox and uh, oh well,
1: if he is interviewing Britney Fox, he definitely yeah. has connections.
0: Well, he he uh, he did an in-person interview with Stephen <sighs> Piercey at his home, and at the beginning of this, I didn't think I was going to be able to oh. hang into it because I'm look, I'm pretty sure Piercy's drinking. Um, he's definitely drinking something mm. the whole time, but he seems a little buzzed in his delivery and stuff like that. And you know, the guy is not really known for great interviews to begin with. Um, but uh, I, I'm glad I hung in there because actually, Piercy loosened up a little bit. You know, he still kind of had a little bit of a delayed delivery to his speech. That could be the fact that he's 65, or he's a little buzzed up, or a combination of the both. I, I'm just saying this is how it looked to me.
1: Uh, but he did start to offer. Already, you're s- describing. You're already describing the the uh, uh, solo show that I saw last May. A bit, a bit buzzed up, slow with the delivery, <laughs> not that engaging. Keep going. Voice was off. Keep going. I thought yeah. you were going to say Thank I was looking the
0: in, looking in a mirror. Um, oh, <laughs> <but no. laughs> anyway, look, he, he actually broke down and got honest with some stuff, basically saying Rat's not going to perform again, that, that he sees a – he wants to do. He only wants to do Rat with the the remaining surviving members. And there's so many things that are going to complicate that. That he just he doesn't want to keep going back to that well. He like he he kind of threw himself in the bus. I don't want to go out there with these guys that don't really play the Warren stuff right, and it doesn't really sound like Rat. And the fact that he was talking about his own project, I, I thought that was uh, kind of heartwarming. But one thing dawned on me, and it kind of like and it's important that we keep things in perspective that Steven is 65 now so what i'm about yes. to say might sound preposterous but think about this as you go through life cuz i'm going to go back to like junior okay. high you know and think about the cool kid in school you know what i mean um typically right. when you if you ever got to know the cool kid a little bit uh they really weren't any cooler than you they just had Parents, that could afford nicer clothes, and they were better looking than most people. That was typically... That's all you need? Typically, that's all oh. it is. Uh, you know, when you get down to it, they're just as insecure and get all the issues you do. Every now and then, though, there are people, it does seem like, from what I can tell, are just cool. And I don't mean like, like hey, that guy's cool to me. You're like I mean, I'm talking about cool. You know what I mean? And I think Steven Piercy has basically been able to maintain he's just always been cool. You know what I mean? Now he's 65 now, but for a 65 year old, pretty cool. He doesn't shit on people. He doesn't fucking talk talk bad about other band members. He doesn't go out in public and do all stuff. And when he does talk, while he loves to promote and grandiose his own contributions to the world, at the same time he's pretty laid back and chill all the time. He doesn't really seem to have a, any type of emotional roller coaster that he goes on, um, and. To contrast that, a guy that I used to think was pretty fucking cool is Kid Rock. Now he recently did an interview with Tucker Carlson. You've been doing this thirty years, but you still
1: bring intensity to it. Like, how often do you
2: come here? Well, I'm a workaholic. I'm here at on an average day three thirty in the morning, Monday through Friday, and I'm usually the last one out about six o'clock at night in the studio. Yeah, well, I'm here from yeah three thirty in the morning. I'm Writing, doing things, checking emails. I, my head works best in the morning. I love to write then and work on music. And then about 7 a.m., my buddy comes in. We play some pickleball, you know, do a little cardio. Then get back. People start showing up at 9:30. I love that time in the morning. I get to myself. And then, you know, my engineer gets here about 9:30. We record all day. Grandpa gets his little nap in the afternoon, and. Groundhog Day. Do it again Monday, Monday through Friday. Then Friday afternoon, things are feeling good. My crack a beer in the afternoon. Have a big time Friday and Saturday. Relax on Sunday. Get back to it. That's amazing.
0: So you're, I mean, a rock star with the counting hours.
2: First off,
1: to be uncool, the first thing you have to do is be a rock star and be interviewed by a man (laughs) named Tucker. I don't care. Wearing a bow tie or Eddie Tucker. Yeah. Was he wearing a bow tie during the interview?
0: Yeah, and a fucking hyena left. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh God! I just, but look. Regardless of what you think of Tucker and his
1: contributions to the world, that doesn't matter. It's him and like Larry King. If yeah, you want to interview fair with enough. Prince yeah, and Larry King. Now, Larry thing. King has fucking interviewed everybody,
0: though. So there is a little. Hey, uh, what's going on? Tucker Carlson is not necessarily known for his rock star interviews. Where I think Larry King, I, I think visually, it's a, the, the weird thing is that it looks like. Uh, Kid Rock is now wearing Larry King's glasses. I don't know if you've seen recent pictures of him. Is uh, in the videos and everything he's doing, <laughs> every, just super thick, giant glasses. You know, like the old man in the movie Up. Uh, it's just <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's who he is. Yeah. Larry King. Larry King. We talk about corpse of Dachan. Corpse of Larry. I'm saying King, no, Kid Rock is wearing what? these glasses. Right, okay. I know that. But I'm right. just saying in general, like like. Uh, but Larry King might be more in the rock star than. Then all these other guys, Seven Wives, all this stuff. This yeah. guy's pro- probably doing, like, Coke right after the the uh, show is over and <laughs> yeah, banging hookers. He's, the, he's the, probably uh, doing Coke after each heart attack.
2: <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, let's go.
1: Sorry, I'm derailing this. Yeah, okay, let's no, go back it's to Tucker and, Tucker and Kid Rock.
0: Yeah, so, uh, look, it was... Um And and the weird thing is that like you would think a political reporter would have no agenda to suck up to any rock star, but we of course know that's not where we're at now. Uh, Kid Rock has joined Ted Nugent and Aaron Lewis and this group of uh, musicians that now want to be solely identified as as right leaning people, and then also talk like they're not politicians. Some really funny takeaways in the interview that like Trump actually like dipped into foreign policy questions with kid rock uh and and like (laughs) like kid rock's like i don't think i'm qualified to answer this no
1: fucking shit man (laughs) hold on hold on can you can you do donald trump calling kid rock for advice real quick i'll be kid rock (laughs) my name is kid kid big d here uh (laughs) was wondering uh
0: was thinking either uh invading korea north korea or uh Maybe
1: I'll just go over there and have a burger with uh, Kim. What? would Which mm. way would you go? Yeah, I'm gonna just cut to the chase. I'm drunk the boogie. I don't know what any of that means. What kind of it? I gotta go. <laughs> But calling Kid Rock for advice, that's just the best.
0: Well, I think if, I Kid see, Rock was actually visiting the White House at the time. It wasn't uh, a phone call. Oh,
1: he got yeah. all his advice in one, one fell swoop. They're, I'm sorry. They were laying a out
0: maps, calls. looking all professional. And uh, Kid Rock, of course, hmm. still hasn't washed his hair since that day. The point I was trying to connect to there, we can talk on in the interview here in a little bit, is that like Kid Rock, his whole image was about being cool, about being this thing and all this stuff. And now he is just the opposite. He is an old hillbilly, get off my lawn cranky, and he's sitting across from Tucker Carlson and taking it fucking seriously. I mean, that dude would not be in that position 20 years ago. You know what I mean? And and look, we're all allowed to grow and change and become who we are. I'm just good, but I'm allowed to point it out, man. It's like, you know, you, you, you've you basically cemented any criticism anybody ever had about you about not being true, not really being anything uh, legit. You're basically just pre-packaging yourself in a way that you think you can sell. And now he apparently he thinks he can sell the most by going this direction. And, and if he can't, great. Yep. Oh, the the headline from the interview then was basically kids saying, uh, you can't cancel me. I like to see it when you try. Why
2: haven't you been canceled? Like, people aren't allowed to say what they think you are. I am uncancelable. Why's that? Because I don't give a (laughs) a (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not in bed with any big corporate things at the end of the day. There's nobody I'm beholden to, no record companies, no corporate interests, no nothing. And you can't cancel me. I love it when they try.
0: I would just like to take a second to point out that the new uh, record from Kid Rock, at least now, is available only through streaming or download, and it's distributed by this DistroKid, which is the same service that I and many other people in my position use. Uh, It's $20 a year, and it puts you on all the Mm. streaming platforms. You can buy the music in Amazon, all that good stuff. Um, So... I can almost say like at least the, I, I I hate that term cancel culture. I think I've talked about it. It's a cheap cop out. It's like saying you know fake news kind of stuff like that. It's just this it's this dumbed down way to not address issues. Uh, but for how they use it, kid, you've been fucking canceled. You know nobody even wants to put your record out. That's what I'm fucking seeing here. So. Uh, and look, and I haven't dubbed, other than the couple singles he's released, um, I haven't dug into this uh, monster. I understand that you've uh, given yourself a personal challenge, that you are going to make it through it.
1: I will, uh, yes. I'm going to make it my personal challenge. Uh, so we'll, we'll look for an update uh, on that in the future there. I'm not sure I'm yes, going yes, to. Yes, because it. Yeah, well, just, just know that the the, the, uh, the dumb kid from class will be giving an update on the Kid Rock <laughs> album soon. And by the way, do not go on social
0: media and call somebody the dumb kid in class. Uh, that will get you a three-day suspension. and Or, as they would say, that then Facebook will try to cancel you. Um, but yeah, Ooh. I was a recently put on, I, um, <laughs> three day. I think if anybody in the Cobra group saw the exchange between Craig Smith and I, I had a, a, a three days in what they call Facebook jail, another term I don't like that much, but, uh, it, Hey, look, you know, if it's an easy way to describe it, that's where I was. But, uh, so <laughs> and it was an exchange, uh, and I wonder if the, the you know, cause it wasn't unprovoked. Believe it or not. I wasn't just trolling Kid Rock uh, fandom, but it was between me and a, and, and a Kid Rock fan. And I said, you must have been the dumb kid in class. And then mm-hmm. I woke up the next morning That'll and I couldn't use Facebook. Yeah. So. Who's the dumb kid now? Uh, that would be me, huh? yes. And I apologize to everybody. <laughs> I didn't get to wish a happy birthday to those three days. I'm
1: imagining Tucker Carlson being in the front row at a Kid Rock concert <laughs> to begin with in that environment, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good. That's a good image. And and also I'm just proud because it sounds like the chain of events was Trump calls Kid Rock for advice for world affairs, but then Kid Rock calls Jesus Chrysler frontman Baco for advice how to, to you know properly distribute hmm. his, his new album. Right? Well, you that's, got that's 1999.
0: I can get you out in every digital platform yeah, for a year.
1: Let me just give you let me just give you a link there, Kid. <laughs> Take care of you. Uncancelable. Oh, uh, there was
0: one great part. I think the interview starts with Tucker going like, look at this place. This is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. So we're sitting where you made your most recent album, and <clears throat> I hope at some point we can get a, a full shot of where we are, because I've never seen anything like this. Would you like to guess where they were? Fuck, I don't know. Hard sitting in a now. recording studio. It it looks like a record. There's a drum set. There's a window, and behind that window is a soundboard. Now that now oh that boy. I set the tone for the interview, why don't you tell me how big your dick is? Oh my god, that's the biggest dick I've ever seen. There's my Tucker Carlson waiting. Well, did it, I do a better been,
1: Donald been, Trump impersonation or Tucker Carlson? I just uh... I'm going to go with Tucker Carlson because I've never really <laughs> even heard him speak because I just see his face and it's it's like you know like me, it's very punchable. Yeah, and I mean, I'm imme- there's a very yeah. much a punchable quality to both your faces. Yes, exactly so I'm like every once in a while uh, but, but, but it always was a joke where, where' like uh if your name is is like, like Tucker is the biggest I guess a uh, prep school name you can have kind of thing you know what I mean like like Tucker or what's uh, a Carlton? Carlton Carlson Carlson one? like I know but Carlton the Carlton oh. or whatever like that and Tucker not the dance just in general like I'm trying to think of like very, very prep prep school names Tucker is one of them hmm. what do
0: you think in the, the- yeah, I got a feeling that he wasn't that popular in school. I don't know. I mean no. even though he had money in a no, in a cool rich guy name. No, he was definitely very annoying. They're like, fucking
1: Tucker. <laughs> God damn it. And then now he gets a TV show. God damn it.
0: <laughs> like he only Tucker. got in the frat because of like, you know, his connections to the, the yeah. like his Legacy, dad with there. Got, Legacy got there, he got there we go. Up.
1: Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah,
0: everybody. Yeah.
2: Little, yes, all... <laughs> you know he's choked a stripper. Up and down that lonely road of faith. I have been there oh. unprepared for the storms and the tides that rise I've realized one thing how much I love you and it hurts to see to see you cry I believe Get through the winds of change Change
0: Let's talk about another horrible person real quick. This will probably be kind of a quick. Oh, hitter. good. Uh, yeah. um, any chance. we? I, and I believe this might be the first time we get to shoehorn Kim Kardashian into our show. I think it's worth doing. Uh, uh, Paul Stanley kind of
1: have. Yeah. Yeah. we have, no, Go ahead. We've I'm trying to think because I think know, one time to, uh, we, we you mentioned we've that you thought Kanye talk in there. We've had hmm. Kanye. We've had uh, the WAP in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think somehow how can the, wow that's like normal fodder I think we've actually been quite innovative now, not having a kardashian talk <laughs> yeah. for yeah. for seven years
0: well if this, I don't know if this is going to totally counter the Kardashian it. talk, but uh we're, we're going to break okay. the streak so uh yeah Kim Kardashian Still. recently made uh, a headline that i I shared because i almost I almost used this the the C word, but uh i I reserved myself. Ooh. I uh, probably would have got a three day ban for that too, but would have been worth it.
1: She came out and. Basically- Charisma. Charismatic. Exactly. Is that the, is
0: that the word? Charismatic. Uh, c- uh, cunning. <laughs> uh, stunts. Anyway, um, it's in there, people. You can find it. Kim Kardashian uh, made, made a headline. I don't know if she was being interviewed for some fucking rag that needed some attention. Um, and uh, she basically gave advice to working women out there that want to be successful a la kim kardashian okay. um and that sure.
2: was i have the best advice for women in business get your f-ing ass up and work it seems like nobody wants to work these days that's you have to so s- true
0: that's so true oh my god that's so true that's so true Kim. you have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work no toxic work environments And show up and do the work. I mean, I thought this was the whole boomer versus millennials argument. You guys just don't show up and you don't. You're lazy, you're entitled, and you think you want everything handed for you. This comment drove me fucking crazy. This woman, look, and by the way, You're born into what you're born in, you deal with what you got to deal with, and she's been able to take what she had and make it bigger. Good for you. But you don't know what it's like to open a fucking door in your own house. Don't tell me or lecture anybody what it's like. I did see a comment, uh, and before I segue to Paul Stanley here... I did see a comment on Twitter where someone said, here's a reality TV show idea. Kim Kardashian has to work for a year at at minimum wage at a retail job and live on that money and then go read the shit she fucking says to and and, and say it out loud and and realize what a fucking ignorant... Lady she is. Uh, (laughs) Paul Stanley. charismatic lady. Yeah, charismatic was the word. uh, uh, Paul Stanley came in with a tweet. um, Now, now Paul knows a little bit about making money when you have nothing. uh, And and what it's like to be a lady. um, The irony here, this is Paul's tweet. The irony here would be funny if it wasn't such an insult to millions of women who struggle to achieve to put food on the table while battling the system of inequality and inequities. Kim, you were born rich. Embrace it with grace by not
1: being blind. I, I'm hearing that, that, and it's very eloquent. Uh, the, the star child, you know, striking out against Kim Kardashian. But again, while you were reading that, I was imagining him on that little swing from the, <laughs> from the Folgers commercial, firing up, what do you say, the cathode, the cathode, uh, ray? cathode ray tube? monitor yeah keyboard wired keyboard <laughs> with with the, the, the wire dangling off of the swing kind of his foot kind of like getting tangled up in the mess America firing R-line off that die, dial-up disc yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the CD it's a whole process it's it's much like vinyl' For 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 the Star Child, it's a ritual putting in that America Online CD. Yeah, he when, getting into he, the when zone. he goes
0: online. He, he does that while he also French presses coffee during the whole thing. It's all one big thing. Folgers. That's right.
1: French presses folders. should should make sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, man, he's 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 really throwing he's like, some shade. Task. Yeah. Mm, some shade. I can tell.
0: Shade he was frower. holding back on using the c word too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You're, you're better than that, Paul. I, I'm glad we've we've brought we've brought attention to the hypocrisy of the of, of the Kardashian statement. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think she needs to go back to giving the the world the one gift she has, which is nudity and porn. shift gears here a little bit and uh, get back into actual straight up music talk not just paul stanley throwing Mm. shade at reality tv sluts um sure uh, ghost one of the bands that uh you and i are are big fans of uh they dropped their their brand new record is it Empire? i don't have it in front of me uh i ran out and and got one of the mini colored vinyl variants that are available um and uh uh, yeah, and another nice packaging. You know what? I don't. It's a subtle touch. One thing I like that they've done in their last two releases is uh, the inside of the record is black, and it like it. It you can't really enjoy it for anything. But I think it's so cool when you open it up and it's just black instead of white in the inside.
1: Oh, you mean the inside of the actual? Sleeve. Yeah, like like yeah, yeah. The, the record what slides
0: saying. into there. Yeah, it yep. came with. A, yep. I don't know. I, mine came with a special lenticular print. Uh, poster and then that book that you're holding there yeah so um uh you know what? I'm going to let you take the lead on this one what are your overall thoughts uh, on the record and the,
1: in, anything you want to say yeah it's only been about a week at the time of this recording and I've heard it a uh, handful of times I should say that that I came in to Ghost basically right around the single of Squarehammer hmm. I Noob. believe like like I yeah I like I like more their their last I love their last album, um, mm-hmm. and agree. This, this one is is pretty prequel. Uh, this is not as good as prequel. There is a couple songs that are 100% skippable. Uh, that's that main song. That's off. There's an awful song out it called Twenties, which I don't know what the fuck's going <laughs> yeah. on in that song. I, I I can't deal with that one at all. But in 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 short, I think the album sounds fantastic, over the top, and and it basically sounds like a. Rock Abba or whatever you want to say. It's just like super catchy. Uh, I'm not completely. I haven't read all the lyrics or really understand. There's like a, a general theme of the fall of capitalism or something like that going on hmm. in it, like a, a general theme. But overall, um, it's, it's a worthy follow up. Not as good, but there's some definitely. But there's. I think the second track sounds like Rush at part of it. Um, like a, uh, because I kaiserian all their titles are so weird Mm -hmm. i just respect the whole over over the top uh, presentation of the band like 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 from everything from concept everything seems very well thought out um but right now i would say that it's a seven out of ten for me right now
0: i wouldn't probably go that high with it um for myself it's okay but there is not anything that that i like wow i have to go back and hear that again um so that was disappointing. This one kind of reminded me, oh god, I I'm not great on their album titles. The record before prequel, what was that called?
1: You know me, if 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 the name of the song is not in the chorus, it's very hard for me to Well then I don't understand
0: how word. you enjoy this band, but uh like I <laughs> I stumbled across these guys. I uh, uh very organically. This this might be one of the the most recent examples of that. I was just killing time in Borders Books. That's how far back I go with this. Borders Books was still around. Um, waiting right. for my wife to get off work, and they were on the cover of uh, something, but they hadn't even released a record at the time. And it was just you know him dressed up as the Pope and all that stuff. You know, like like an evil Pope. And I was just like, well, I'm gonna be googling this band when I get home. And I got to watch a couple of shitty cell phone kind of quality videos, but then I saw they were coming to St. Paul. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. They're playing this shitty little fucking bar uh, that I've played many times, probably more than any other place in the Twin Cities. Uh, that's how fucking shitty this is. Uh, right. Got a couple friends to come with me, and I was blown away. By that point, though, the CD had come out. My wife had bought it for me for Christmas. I love the first album, uh, and it, it was just an amazing show. I've kind of hung in there with them since. Now they've been very scattershot uh as far as albums Prequel to Me was the best thing since the first record and uh oh, okay. I really like the the EP that Square Hammers on that's a, that's that's really good and th- this record to me it it, it I'm going to chalk it up to another disappointing COVID album it's like you know these guys they really had you know we were all praying that like with all this downtime we're going to get a glut of great music I think we got a lot of uninspired people who are like kind of forced to do something uh you uh, it's easy to look at in hindsight and say well i guess i gotta sit down and write music instead of having you know something great come to you but i've i like you i've only heard it about three times i am gonna get you know i'm a big enough fan that this will get get a few more spins from me and uh it, it's not that it's unlistenable but I'd, I'd say maybe more of a six out of ten than a seven but that's that's just me
1: yeah i, I but they're one of the bands that i still need to like i think that's awesome the fact that you saw them in a tiny little place i remember yeah. like, you mentioned that before we even knew what they were i could just see that from the beginning kind of like you know seeing any kind of over-the-top theatrical band so you got cooper or kiss or just like this you know somebody that has this more of a grand plan of how they want to present themselves right. on stage uh but seeing in their seeing that in the in their infancy had to be a pretty cool experience and then you saw them like how many times after that since that closed? i think three the first, like one, once or three. twice okay yeah. still haven't seen them live had a chance to see them live i've i've was it was like the Monsters of Rock cruise was like the same time as when they're now on tour with or were on tour in the U.S. with Volbeat mm-hmm. and Ghost, which I thought was a great pairing co-headlining yeah uh, show and uh, so yeah I still haven't seen them live but yeah that's my summary in general I, I think it's going to be a grower um, prequel was man yeah, there's some, there's radney. at least three yeah. songs
0: on prequel that the first time you hear it you go fuck yeah. There was none on this record. Yeah, Dance Macabre. uh, Rats.
1: Rats. There's no. There's no rats. There's no rats on this album. I can tell you that much. Yeah, for that. But for as far as that goes,
0: let's segue into another. Oh, go ahead. Oh, that what you said? What else? Sorry.
1: Yeah, let's just say what what what
0: Let's uh, segue into another band that it. released. Uh, uh, a, I don't know. You can you can call it hotly anticipated. At least it's a big band. Def Leppard dropped a a song called "Kick" from their forthcoming record. Something about halos, halo angels, or I don't know, okay. uh, electric halo angels. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you know they, they did a kind of a neat little thing where you as the day is kind of down to the single being released, you could go to the website, the Def Leppard website, and each one of them is like a not not a tarot card like they're each member of the band has like a like a graphic of them as like some kind of fortune teller and each day a new one got released and you clicked on it and they would give you some bullshit fortune or something <laughs> but yeah to me that reminded me of kind of like the early days of the internet where you're trying to be you know a little interactive on your own website but uh so that was kind of neat but did you get i assume you had a chance to hear the song and
2: i just can't stop it and i love it that way i don't
1: For those, for those at home, I
0: just shook my head. Okay. Full well, disclosure, I tapped out after Hysteria for the most part in this band. Uh, there's been a handful of songs. I didn't mind that uh, songs, the title track slang. Um, but this kind of reminds me of the Sparkle Lounge record. Uh, it definitely has that Ooh, uh, T-Rex vibe. I didn't think it was bad. I, If anything, it seems, and this is an encouraging sign to see a, somebody get older and kind of embrace where they're at physically and mm-hmm. that's joe elliott i don't think he can, he can sing like he did on on you know pyromania anymore or hysteria so he's kind of found a way that he can comfortably deliver his, it still sounds like him but it's more that kind of laid back kind of vibe now I, i've only heard the one right. song but uh yeah you know what whatever not for me i didn't think it was gonna be uh i probably enjoyed it exactly as much as i was supposed to kind of like the, the new scorpions record
1: i think that's what we should do is all of our viewers should be you know what this band is not really for me, but not too bad, right? Yeah, you know, look,
0: they're big enough that we got to talk about them. I think if they do something what, like uh,
1: this, but. what, what, what uh, for Joe Elliott? What old uh, uh, fresh reference can we use for a Saturday Night Live skit for you to to compare him to? Is he a wild and crazy guy like like Klaus? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would say he's he's uh,
0: he is um, Chevy Chase doing his impersonation of Gerald Ford.
1: Oh, I thought he was more of like the... I, I've always thought of Julia as the land shark. <laughs> That's a good one. Now, that you're thinking of John Mayer. No. Oh,
0: Okay. Someone's going to yeah. get that joke. Um, I don't know how many, but... Uh, or, you know what? He, maybe he's um, uh, Eddie Murphy, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I can see that. Not, we're, we're, right now, we're really just naming Saturday Night
1: Live characters. But... I, I think we really are. <laughs> well, what was John Lovitz's hot... main character? Uh... He was the the uh, uh, no, but I think it's too hot in the hot tub. What say you? Oh, too hot. <laughs> it's always too hot in the hot tub.
0: It is. Yeah, uh, uh, making making copies. Rob Schneider.
1: <laughs> yeah, you uh that's uh, <laughs> that's um, that's that's. Uh, Wait, it's... you're in the '90s now. That's too that's too fresh. Hmm. No, no, it's late 80s. Move it back. Late 80s. No, no, no. Copier. Yeah. That's, that's 90s. 90s. <laughs> oh, Schneiders. Schneiders are 90s. I don't think man. I watched Saturday Night Live in the 90s, so I don't know if that's possible. But 100%. You can Wikipedia this afterwards. But, you know, but I think we could just summarize this, that, that Jill Elliott is definitely... Uh, God damn. This is going. Nowhere. I'm trying to think of these. Just go. You talk about a bit that's going nowhere. I is literally there, just said a, that. A, wait, wait. I think we should. This is Joel Elliott Is like all those Saturday Night Live skits or things on our our show that go nowhere. Hmm. There you go. Hmm.
0: I don't
2: know. Perfect. Anyway, He's kids, go out
0: and uh, buy the new Def Leppard record or don't. I don't care.
1: time Baco. i think of how long we've done this show we're actually coming up on our seventh year are you aware of that i am yes we're coming up on our seventh year of recording podcast gold and i know that because the billing statement is about to come up for the the hosting (laughs) that's how i always know and by the way i just want to let you know that i was my 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 uh uh, my heart was warmed when I saw a Facebook announcement that I was I had become. Uh, did you get the announcement that we we became friends seven years ago as of last week?
0: Well, that must have been my
1: during my three day ban. <laughs> I did not. Sorry, I got, I got I got that I got that notification, which means that must have been right after we recorded. You know, one of our first yeah. episodes. Well, I think we connected yeah, you know just I mean? before we recorded, but uh, anyway, happy friend anniversary. Exactly. That's right. So, and at that time, like one of our first handful of episodes, it's got to be with a single digit was, I remember calling you and saying, we have got to talk about Skid Row and their, their selection of a new singer and why they're not going back with Sebastian Bach. And they went at the time with Tony Harnell hmm. of TNT. That was seven years ago. Okay. And then what has happened again? And then after that, we've got ZP or a ZP or ZP three. I don't know Form, former
0: okay. Dragon yeah. Force singer. I don't know <laughs> a guy King whose King. hair is always oh, wet. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's true. It does I, you know the, the,
0: the great thing about that switchover was that like they literally had like this. this they're all looking tough and bad with Tony Harnell, yeah. and they just cropped yeah. ZP's head. On Tony Arnell's body for the press release, uh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I shared it in the group at the time. It was like, oh, they're really, not, they're not even trying to fucking. And you, you know, in the, in the picture with Tony, I don't think any of them were actually in the same shot, shot together. They're all just kind of pasted mm. up and lined up to make it look like they were. So anyway, sure.
1: So you think ZP right before a photo shoot just has like a. Uh, like a bopping for apples kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Does that. He just dumps his head.
0: In. Yeah, he's got to do something. I don't know. Maybe the guy just sweats a lot or he has really yeah. greasy hair. I just,
1: uh, It's a look, it's I guess. It's Tom Kiefer. Tom Kiefer of Skid Row. But then then it just was announced that yet they have another <laughs> singer. Yep. Yes? Yeah, one more, baby. And then, and- Let's keep them going. And, What's the guy's name? Uh, some
0: uh, sweet, fuck, Swedish I don't guy. Know. Yeah, some guy like the, the <laughs> He was in Heat, the band Heat, um, that uh, a lot of people who missed the '80s but forget what the '80s was actually like really seem to enjoy. Um, but nah. but I don't know how he has. He's not in the band now, so I don't know. I don't know that band enough to know what, what he contributed. I do know based on the news story I've read, he was on the Swedish version of American Idol too. And that's always, a, I think
1: it's called Swedish Idol.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Just, but,
1: am I going a limb here?
0: Yeah. But, uh, you know, so that's always, you know, I always think that's the hotbed for rock singers. You know, it worked out well for Quiet Riot with that uh, Durbin kid or whatever. Um, but yeah, he must sure. have been the rocker dude the year he was on it. I don't know that it didn't sound like he
1: won. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so here's, Skid Row. here's his name. Okay, what you got? His name is is Eric Gronwall, and that's <laughs> it, but it. Might be Gronwall because it has the umlaut over the O. How do you okay. use the umlaut properly? And no fucking clue. It, if, no clue. Uh-huh. All right, I just know it's over the O's Motorhead, and it's so over. I mean, I'm just using my knowledge of umlauts from Motley Crue and Motorhead. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. Anyway, so it's Eric Gronwall, uh, and that is his name. And I, and I and so we are on. I'm just letting it like Skid Row congratulations you are now on your third singer since we've started the podcast <laughs> yeah. yes Yeah. so, well, so can we now, count johnny Solinger. i mean that would be four okay well they have But i'm saying new 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 ones new yeah, ones it, they've announced since the podcast has started
0: but still if you look at the timeline basically over seven years they've had four different singers um you know seven or sure. eight years whatever okay. that's an average of one every two years and apparently he's recording the, the record they were working on Since, I don't know, fuck, forever. But, you know, look, I I don't even mean that as a shot. Nowadays, when you don't, you you know, it doesn't really mean what it used to. I'd rather you just take your time and, and try to do something that you're proud of than just try to hit a deadline. Um, you know, your hits are out there. You know, I, I'd like to hear a good Skid Row record as much as any fan of theirs, but speculation maybe, why are you bringing Baz back? You know, and I'm like, look, bring him back, don't bring him back. I don't really care. Um, uh, from a business standpoint, it might make more sense, but maybe it doesn't. I don't know what kind of money they're being offered and how much Sebastian would take of that. You know what I mean? Does it really matter to them? They seem to be able to stay busy enough. I really don't think the people that go see them now are that worried that the singer doesn't look the same as the one they saw last time they tour so I I don't really no, care people, about any of that stuff that. but I do think it's at least fair to say uh, maybe when you're turning singers out this quick maybe it, it's not them but it probably I don't know I, I can't even imagine what I didn't hear any reason why they got rid of ZP and uh I, I think Tony Harnell all but confessed to us that he got drunk went on social media and quit uh I I I don't know the the backstory there either. You know what I mean? So I don't know if these guys are just impossible to work with, uh, or if they just have really bad taste. But hey, now they got a kid they can boss around.
1: They got a kid, and and uh, they just announced the the name of the new album is maybe it's me. Hmm. They should. <laughs> I I hope they at
0: least have a song in there called that. Maybe it's you. <laughs> I'm going to actually try to write a song in the in the vein of Skid Row called Maybe It's Me.
1: <laughs> Wait, you just think about like 18 and life. You got it. Maybe well, it's me. I'm not actually going to try to write you. an actual
0: new song, not parody a song. Oh, so, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about the parodies and using. Uh,
0: well, you think like, you know, even like different songs are parodies. Like uh, what's the I, what's one I've been busting you on? Uh, you brought it up during the. Bon- bonfire. Bonfire. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's so, my orange amp of of, of song comparison Yeah, apparently. it's because that's how you would write a song. That's how you do everything. But but, but getting back to the getting back to what I was talking no, about. We're, let's stay on bonfire. I don't of, want
0: to get real deep on this. Oh,
1: God damn it! I'm, Seriously, no. we're, going, we're going to bonfire. We'll, man, yeah, we'll, read we'll read the room, man. That was a joke.
0: Get back. Oh, okay, back I, to Skid Row. Have
1: I ever? Have I ever been able to read the room? No. He, <laughs> I think the answer to that is no. I just know I'm where just I want to help. go, and I'm go and I'm going there no matter how bad it is. Yep. Okay. Here's the thing. Skid Row is now a measurement of time, don't you think? It's been about a skid row every three years or so. Okay. That's a measurement of time. Um, I, I think that we can use that now, don't you think? Like, like for me. During oh, a, like it's uh, been during, a minute. It's been a skid row. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a skid row. If you're at a fest. Instead of, oh my God, say, it's oh like, my Lemmy. There you go. That's oh, the oh, kind of reference you're
0: man. trying to do here is like, we're going to change it to,
1: right. hey man, I haven't Whatever. seen you in a skid row. How you been? That's right. I think we should start using that. What okay. do you think? I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Not too bad. Done. <laughs> Not too bad. But this, but this guy Eric, I think that he is. Uh, I've heard him uh, on this on this new single, "The Gang's All Here" or whatever, which sounds like a theme song to an 80s show, like uh, like I would think that's the 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 theme music for like Silver Spoons or or whatnot. The gang's all here. Have you heard the song? You know the first <laughs> I have not heard that song. <laughs> but we okay. just got we we, put
0: the <laughs> we just got out done with March Badness and I can tell you Gorky Park in their song Bang right before the chorus he goes what <laughs> the, gang, the gangs all
2: here That's
0: fucking Ooh, like loudness nice. there but uh, yeah that's and right away when I saw the title that's where my head went probably because we were doing some March Badness but uh anyway carry on you're leading up to the single no, but-
1: no, and in the song they say the actual phrase tricky tricky little Vicky, which sounds very similar to yeah. the sweet little sister. So that they use that reference. I'm not even sure if that's the exact one or if there is a different version of that. That they use that that term in it. But but all I could really think about was the fact that, that it sounded really like scream in. Eagles, so I think that's <laughs> that was the inspiration for that song.
0: Uh, you know, I I, I, my, my, I I like the the sound of the guitars on that that track. Uh, it's just it, it's it, okay. It's, it's a really good guitar tone, and the and the solo is good. The song, I don't know. See,
1: it's uh, fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. But, it's, but it's, I'll his, tell you this: voice. I think it's the
0: best thing I've heard from Skid Row since I don't know what was the last record I mean, with was, Sebastian. Jesus.
1: Uh, so. <clears throat> Uh, Subhuman race.
0: Subhuman race. Yeah. So I, I I never got into any of the Solinger stuff. The EPs they've been releasing. Uh, the, the right, right. The, uh, Underground Rebu- Republic Rebellion.
1: Whatever. I just here's here's how I thought of it. When I heard it, I thought this is a nice audition tape to show that he can pull off the Baz songs live because his sure. voice is fine. Yeah. you know, he, no, he's a good he's, singer. He sounds he sounds he sounds the closest to Sebastian than. I don't Sounds think I ever, than, for a second, uh, like was a, like,
0: "Oh, this is going to be a train wreck." I get, I, I, yeah. I got to find out if this guy can sing. I'm sure they would get somebody that can, that can do the stuff that 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 they're you know going to be playing. But
1: other thing I'll just hit before we go on to is the fact that do they have does Skid Row have a thing with with acronyms or things like that? Because you're talking about they they took a singer from TNT, they hired a guy named ZP, another guy, they got a guy from H <laughs> E A T. Yeah, could so be. Yeah. I just find that, yeah, okay.
0: yeah, that, that that's a that's a strong connection that you're you're digging deep there and i appreciate that but uh yeah i think you're right please continue i thought the song was kind of lazily written um again it's it's kind of one of those things where you're trying to like hey what did i do when i wrote this and that's what it feels like to me i'm not saying that look i wasn't there but like um every it's like the the new kid sings a line and then it's like is it uh rachel basically repeating the line in kind of his punky Rachel way? And it's Just like and it keeps going, and then, um, when they get to the chorus, it's like the gang's all here, all right, all right,
2: all right, all right.
0: But then, like, right before the the guitar solo, they do it kind of a a double uh, chorus, and in the second half, they go, all right, all right. And that was kind of cool the first time I heard it, just a little extra pause, but then they repeat it. And then they do this exact same thing when they, they close it out. And I just, it's like, hey, we should do this little thing. And it, it's just, it has that very 80s, this is what we do when we record vibe to it that I think is not very, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not very
1: imaginative, not very inspired.
0: With a title
1: like The Gang Is All Here, you, I was looking for a lot of inspiring lyrics. <laughs> I like the title. Okay. Yeah. Good. Look, I'm not Good asking deal. for them to write lyrics that are going to change
0: my life. I'm talking about the song, you know. You, uh, to, to me, a great melody and a great hook and great, you know, rhythms and, and riffs and stuff—that's
1: what makes a good song. Good lyrics are great. Bad lyrics are fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just hoping that they use that kind of like uh, you wanted the best when they hit the stage. Mm. Everybody, Skid Row, the gangs all here. Yeah, and that's what, what the, is that? that what the
0: record's called too, or? I don't know. I think it's so.
1: I don't know. Well, I read it
0: at one point. I, you know, so it's it's in the ether. You know, but you know, as we've talked about many, 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 many times, I'm super fucking old and I can't remember shit. So uh, get off. Can my I turn lawn.
1: this t- turn this to uh, back to me though, real quick? Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. it's all about me. Right? Uh, so here's how this. So ask yourself. Drive your affected, bus, Lewis. Drive your bus. Yeah. How has how, how, how this affected LC personally? And that is, I was very mad about this announcement because I realized this, all these back end negotiations and things like that, this is the reason that Skid Row wasn't on the most as a cruise boat because they already didn't have a singer. They were in negotiations. Oh, I they got wonder. hooked up. They got. They got hooked up with the, the Queen the Queen Strike tour. They did all these things. They didn't have COVID. They didn't need to cancel. It's because of this guy. So fucking and then they actually had Heat, this ridiculous band that was on the boat with a different singer, uh, with, with backing tracks galore. And if you like backing tracks, you'll love Heat. But the point point <laughs> is 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 that is that this is the reason that I didn't get to see my slave to the grind A and B comparison to Sebastian Bach floating across the ocean. So goddamn you, Eric. I didn't even think about that. You but, have to be right, right? This is falling apart to the behind the
0: scenes. <laughs> I'm, I'm upset Try. now because now I have to see Skid Row one more time just so I can say I've seen him with every singer. Uh, I, yeah, I really right. didn't I need to. I think it's actually
1: like, a maybe that's their thing. Every three and a half years, out of curiosity, you got to see how, what's a new guy like, yeah?
0: <laughs> I was fine with the last guy and the guy before and the guy before that. What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> You
1: actually saw him with Tony Harnell?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, actually, wow. I got okay. to that. That was pretty quick. I, I met Tony. Um, uh, I was waiting to interview Jack Russell backstage at Rock Timber, and, and the Skid Row came in. That was where I first. Uh, I don't know that it's the type of meeting Tony would remember, but I went over and said, Hey, Tony, I've been a big fan of yours since TNT. He said, Thanks, man. Uh, we snapped a photo, and that was it. But uh, So I saw that lineup then, yeah, and I've seen the ZP3 thing twice. Uh, I saw the Solinger lineup probably three or four times. I don't know. And back okay. in the day, I saw Baz on that Pantera tour. My boy Wilson texted me last night. Apparently, he just found out they dropped a new song. He is absolutely in love with it. So, uh, oh, good. you know, he is that, that barometer that you use me for where it's like, well, now I know it, it's it's horrible. And that just confirmed my <laughs> initial thoughts. Uh, okay. He enjoyed it. So it can't be any fucking good. Yeah, always do the opposite. Yeah, he likes subhuman race <laughs> Him, and Eddie so Eddie yeah. Him and Eddie
1: Trunk Him and Eddie Trunk Alright man, you wanna get out of here? Yeah, this has been fun man Rock's not dead But maybe it's me this cathode ray tube is on, is on this last few days anyway i just i just imagine that that's the greatest image cathode uh, whatever however you say it come on hey i mispronounce words non-stop as you know
0: so uh yes, if i okay. pick on you i'm definitely uh i'm i I'm 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 living in a glass house on that one buddy